This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. We, of course, are back here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian to talk a bit more about Italian real estate. Hello there and welcome, Marco. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. And today, Marco and I wanted to have a, a quick chit-chat about some of the differences and maybe even some of the similarities as time goes on uh, between real estate and, and house hunting here in Italy versus in the United States and maybe even touch on some different aspects of life because there's a lot that you will find that will just feel foreign and that it's uh, it's worthwhile to be aware of some of the differences in the systems just because making an assumption that things will work the same way in the United States unfortunately for many people can trip them up. And of course, this is one of the reasons why Marco and his team are around so that they can help people during this uh, process to simplify it for them. And so Marco, I know also you spend time in the States and just taking into account your experience there versus living here in Italy, has there been anything in the United States that you've found to be surprising about how things work over there that maybe might be so different that from coming from the opposite direction, might be surprising for somebody coming to Italy. I think the process of renting an apartment is, uh, speaking about real estate, is really different in Italy versus the US. And uh, maybe you can help me out with um, uh, some aspects of renting in America, but the thing that probably is the most shocking for an American is uh, for how long you rent. Mm. in Italy because most people in Italy they rent for a long term it's, and it's actually uh, uncommon for uh, somebody who lives in Italy f to rent sh short term and as we said in other videos the average duration of a rental agreement in Italy is 3 plus 2 years or 4 plus 4 which means that normally you the duration of your rental agreement is going to be at least 3 years uh, mm. which means that you can't terminate the agreement before the three years have passed unless you give a notice which in for most contracts is six months so yeah that's the that's the really big kicker for for so many americans coming to italy it's like it's 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 a it's i don't even know what i'm going to be doing a week from now let alone in six months from now no but i mean also like i mean jokes aside like i know what i'm doing tomorrow and good, pretty good idea in six months <laughs> but um like practically speaking to try and organize a move over that longer term. Actually in Italy, now that I think about it as I'm saying this, it does make sense because moving within Italy is, I don't wanna say more complicated, but it feels like there's more that needs to be involved and it's just, it's not as easy and straightforward as in the States. Yeah, there are companies where you can go and rent a van, for example, or you can hire a moving company. But generally, it's much more expensive to do that here, at least in my experience uh, and, and the prices I've been quoted, um, than doing it in the States. But, I mean, back in the U.S., like, I mean, it's not uncommon to hear of like a one-month termination uh, notice. Or maybe if you're going from month to month, then maybe a week two weeks potentially or you just let it lapse and you just leave um when you have to get out uh, of the of the apartment 
because that's another thing that you don't really see here that was very surprising and that I had a very difficult time with when I first arrived because what I was really hoping to find was something that I could get like maybe month to month. Um, I knew actually at that time I had already known that it didn't exist. I still wanted it anyway, but I wanted that month to month agreement so that I could find uh, the next step, like have a, a place to land, to arrive, that I know I can have a bed to sleep in, a kitchen to eat in, and so on. Um, and then from there, go on to the apartment that I would be living in more permanently, or at least on a longer term basis. Yeah, but uh, and we were talking about this before um, recording this episode, that uh, probably this has to do also with the mentality, uh, mm. the differences in the mentality. Like it, Americans, they move a lot from one place to the other. It's not. It's absolutely not uncommon for an American to move from New York to Los Angeles for work. From uh, like, yeah. Like I mean, it's from very one rare. day to another. No, it's very rare that like you end up staying in the town where you grew up. I mean, plenty of people do it, but you find a lot of people that just that go all over the place and. Uh, maybe your high school friends are spread out all around the country and maybe you only see each other once every few years or so because your lives have gone in such different directions because of the locations. And Americans are much more mobile and something even you were talking about um, in our in our little conversation ahead of time was about how in Italy, how people tend to stay where they're from and maybe they if they move, like they stay within their region or ideally within the same town that they grew up in. Absolutely. It's, it's very uncommon for uh, Italians to move from one region to the other uh, without a specific reason, at least. Uh, I know, like most Americans, they just... Uh, it's it's not uh, a big deal for them to just move to a completely different place just because there is like a better opportunity there, maybe a work, op- a work opportunity. Uh, but in Italy, like you grow up in a town and it's not uncommon to just live your whole life in the same town. And I, I guess this, you know, has influenced also the way in which, uh, you know, for example, rental agreements are uh, made. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, everything is more long-term in Italy right. because normally you settle in one place, you use a house for a long period of time. Yeah, no, I mean, even just uh, there's that idea of kind of settling more, uh, not necessarily settling for anything less, but that you settle into a place that the place where you live is where you will stay. I, I remember even you and I had a conversation a while back was that it was uncommon, like if an Italian was going to move, they would move for like university and then maybe they would stay in that university town or they would end up coming back to their yes. original town that they were from because that's where their family is and that's where their support network is. Uh, and so, that, I mean, of course, also we do see people who do move in Italy for work opportunities, but not from really so much the north to the south, really the other way around where you'll see some people who do move from southern Italy to northern Italy because they feel there's maybe better opportunities, um, whereas maybe people from northern Italy might be more likely to leave the country rather than actually stay here if they are looking for a better work opportunity and they're going to be moving anyway. And then one other thing also that was interesting uh, to me, like growing up in the States, I mean, sometimes we lived in apartment complexes and there would be like a central office where they had the administration there. And if anything was wrong, you call them up. Or if you want to go pay your rent, you go and you, you hand over the check. That's also a big thing is checks are like almost 
unheard of here in Italy. Like it's, yeah, it's why anti- transfer. Exactly. It's like an antiquated thing that's like, oh, how could you even think of that? You, you, ha- you, you must be so old. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, even also, I guess maybe even the ability to pay cash, just straight up cash for your rent. Um, whereas here, that's definitely frowned upon. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it would be like very un, uncommon for somebody to pay for their rent in cash. Yeah, and I mean, even I think, isn't there some type of legislation against it, or it makes it like it, a person could get in trouble? It for has to do it. with that too. Yes, yes, there are some laws that like against like money laundering or tax evasion uh. that uh, makes it more convenient and safer for you to pay via wire transfer rather than in cash right that's one of the reasons why uh like most people they don't pay uh not only for rent but also for the other things in cash no and i mean that's something like i i i do like having that kind of um record of like hey i paid my landlord this month they can't come to me and say that i didn't pay anything (laughs) because maybe they forgot something um but again getting back to this kind of idea living in like a complex and you have like this giant plot of land and all these apartment buildings that are that are managed by one group whereas here in italy it's kind of like if you rent an apartment it's really you're dealing with the owner of the apartment maybe a management company but that management company won't be managing all of the buildings it's unusual yes yeah. yes i think the closest thing would be like living in a condominium complex where there right. is like a property manager who however doesn't live within or, or doesn't operate doesn't have an office within the uh, complex uh, normally uh, the property manager is somebody who has their own office yeah. somewhere else and also manages other condominium complexes right um and 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 normally you don't really go to the property manager like on a regular basis like for uh to to complain about maybe noise that comes from the other apartment whereas in the u.s you can go to this uh, we're talking about this before this central office within the complex and you can maybe complain about your neighbors and right like you have i mean if something goes wrong something needs to be repaired there's the, the the management the building management that you can go directly to whereas here it's like maybe more i mean from what i've seen personally like if there's something wrong with the building like there's maybe the lights are not on in the hallway or like the elevator isn't working or there has to be some type of cleaning otherwise you like practically never have any communication with the building manager. Yes, you deal mostly with the owner of the unit. And if it is a major repair work, then uh, the owner has to do it or you do it and uh, you get the money refunded by the owner. If it's something that has to do with the ordinary use, uh, like daily use of the unit, then it's something that you are responsible for. Yeah, no, I mean, actually an example of this that I can give a practical example, like uh, the apartment that I live in, the oven died, like all of a sudden it just didn't work and uh it was an old oven and it it, when i moved into the apartment it didn't fully function and so i spoke to my landlord and uh what we said we came up with an agreement that i would out of pocket go to the store here locally because my landlord doesn't live in town um i would organize that and then they would just reimburse me and so that's the type of situation a person may run into. And maybe other places, of course, they could run into that same type of situation, like you're renting a standalone home in the, in the U.S. Um, but I feel also like here in Italy, um, it's almost much more common that people end up living in apartments rather than standalone homes. Yeah, people do, but it just it feels like a, a different lifestyle where a lot of people 
it seems as though to me there's a lot of people who want to come into the cities and want to be in the centers of the cities whereas in the states it's kind of like how far can i get out into the country and have my space and have my place absolutely and also like uh, one thing that we were talking about before is the maybe the complexity of the even the rental process in italy yeah. in comparison to uh the us in the us it's much more uh, it's it's much easier to uh, even rent an apartment and and quicker you just maybe arrange uh, quickly a contract that you can download right from um, like on, the internet online yeah. yes and and you just fill it out and that's your contract in italy uh it, your contract is subject even to a registration with the public authorities yeah. it's 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 a bigger deal no right? it's huge i mean that was the thing that i always that really surprised me when i came here i was like oh yeah you have to pay tax on this on this contract like, excuse me i have to pay taxes on an apartment that's not mine are you kidding me and it's like no you're paying the taxes on the contract and i'm like it it completely shocking to me um and even just the the like there are some back-end aspects also that are simplified uh for example um like the credit system in america where you have a credit score and you just maybe sign a quick document to say that you are allowing them to go and check your credit or that they can just quickly look it up online whereas here that just doesn't exist and you have to prove that you're able to pay in another way or the landlord just has to trust you exactly exactly normally what they require especially nowadays is a um, work contract uh, where you show how much you make and that you are able to pay the rent every month especially because uh, we're talking about like long-term contracts and here in italy landlords they're used to having people who stay in their apartment long term for like two three four years so they want to be sure that you will be paying the apartment uh for the apartment and also because it's very difficult in italy to evict somebody you have to go right. to the courts and uh, so they want to be sure that they will not have to do so uh, that you will be able to pay your rent every month yeah there's a lot of protections for the renter here and in various aspects i mean even like you were just saying about getting evicted but other aspects as well that there's a lot that is in, in and we've kind of briefly mentioned this in, in previous episodes but there's a lot that's really in favor for the tenant rather than the landlord or even the way that the contract is signed like this simplicity like you were just talking about i mean here i've had the situation like that i've been in a couple of different apartments and it's been the same story every time where it's like the you go look at the apartment you go see if it's the right apartment then you talk with the landlord and then maybe you're dealing with an agent or some intermediary and they send you the contract and you're like no 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 i don't accept this contract can you make these changes and then they send it back to you and say no 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 we don't accept your changes but we will come and and there's a lot more negotiating room uh, i feel uh, in the contracts here uh, even if maybe it's not the most common thing but it seems much more common than what I have seen in the United States and uh, how long like that process can be. I know there's been plenty of times in the States where like you're living in a, a housing market where things are moving really fast paced and you have to jump on the apartment. If you don't sign the agreement, the rental contract on the spot, when you're looking at it, the next person who comes 30 minutes after you might get the apartment. Yeah. And or like they'll be able to go through and select have uh, have a selection of different people that they can go and um, choose from as a potential uh, tenant in the apartment. But here in Italy, 
maybe because of how slow things move, that it's not necessarily that you would lose out because you didn't sign it on the spot. You don't have the option to sign it on the yes. spot. <laughs> but maybe because the landlord actually wants to choose the person who they feel is the most appropriate for that apartment. Absolutely. But then also, actually, just quickly getting back to even um, what you were talking about, the building management. Something also that I have seen in Italy, more so in larger cities where they, um, in some buildings where they have like a doorman, for example, uh, they that doorman will actually be there and not be the person who you contact about maintenance. Maybe in some buildings it could work that way, but it's really someone who's just there to check that nobody's coming into the apartment building that shouldn't be coming in there or for deliveries to take the deliveries in. And that can actually be not an expense per se, but an extra cost, not even a cost even, um, but more money that you do have to put out at the end of the year. I keep like, I I feel like I keep correcting myself here because it's not that you have to, but what's expected of you in that situation is like an end of the year bonus that you personally give in cash to the guy who mans the door. And um, there was one situation I, I know of a friend who was living in an apartment building that had a doorman like that. And the landlord said, yeah, make sure that you give him 200 euros um, at the end of the year for Christmas. It's like, well, I don't like, I don't own this apartment. Why am I giving him the, the 200 euros? And uh, the next year they saw exactly why they should give him the 200 euros. Cause he started paying less attention to their packages, <laughs> less attention to people coming to the door for them. And so like, there are these little things that can kind of come into play that um, maybe aren't the norm and not something that you see a lot, but can pop up. So rather than go on for too long, especially because we like to keep these episodes of the Italian real estate podcast shorter than the citizenship podcast, and we focused a lot on renting here in Italy, I think it might be a good idea if in the future we do another episode on some of the differences when purchasing property here. We've talked about some of these things before, but I think it'd be good if we have a little bit more of a deep dive into this and talk about some of the social aspects as well, because there are some of the uh, aspects that we deal with because it's that's what the law is. That's the way things work here. But it's all based on how things work here from a cultural perspective. But of course, if anybody is needing help to get their property here in Italy, find a place to live, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can uh, contact us through our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com, or they can give us a call. The number is on our website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this about uh, Italian real estate or even about Italian citizenship, make sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel and following the Italian Real Estate Lawyers Facebook page, as well as the Italian Citizenship Assistance Facebook page for updates about when this will be available as an audio only podcast. And of course, if you're interested in learning more about life in Italy, living in Italy, and what things are like here as an Italian dual citizen expat, and you also want to see a little bit more about life in Italy, like actually going out and about, <laughs> feel free to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, where I talk a lot about this and also get out from time to time to show you what Italy is really all about. And of course, we've been here with Italian attorney from italianrealestatelawyers.com, Marco Permunian, and I am Rafael Di Furia. Thank you so much for joining us again. We will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.